everyone, and welcome into the State 48 podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Matthews. Now, today, we are bringing you, obviously, all things AZ. And today, <laughs> if you've ever been to an Arizona Cardinals or Suns game, you've seen this girl dancing on the sidelines or perhaps Fox Sports television back in the day. Mm-hmm. And most recently, in the WWE ring. Oh, my gosh. Cannot wait to talk about that. But this <laughs> is sure. Danielle Camella joining us here today. Thank you so much for stopping in. Of course. Thanks for having me, Lisa. I'm super excited to chat with you. Oh We've ran into each other so many yes. times throughout the years with our industry so i'm excited to all catch up. over the az sports scene again so many run-ins so i'm excited to finally sit down today dig into some of these things because honestly i would not be surprised if like the day after tomorrow i hear you're running for governor or you decided to like completely move into <laughs> thailand and study i don't know yoga or something hey, you, you so never know you never know <laughs> in so many ways which i love bringing it all together here today but we are going to start with a fun little game For starters, just for the viewers to get to know you a little bit, I promise you, it's not too scary. It's going to be this or that, okay? Okay. So, are you ready? Yes. Okay. This is a tough one to start off with. Uh Uh-oh. ASU football games or Arizona Cardinals games? Arizona Cardinals, 100%. Because I prefer NFL football to college. I just always have. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I'll get some haters on that because, you know, the college guys, they really put it out there. But um, we're both Sun Devils, by the way. Right? Yes. Yes. I was like, wait, (laughs) I need a fact check on that. I was pretty sure that you were Sun Devils with me. And I was an Arizona Cardinals cheerleader. Yes. So you have all that experience. Okay. (laughs) Dancing in the NBA or the NFL? Again, NFL. Dancing for, like, my favorite team Mm -hmm. and for my favorite sport. It's got to take the cake. Okay, and I remember, though, and I do know this as a former dancer, the dancing is a little different, too. Which venue do you prefer? Because that's a little Um, different. Well, the court's a little bit more intimate. Mm -hmm. So I like that, that you're kind of closer to the fans. But I wasn't a trained dancer when I tried out. What? Yeah. I taught myself technique, turns, all of that. I just came from like a gymnastics cheerleading background. So I only knew how to do like high Vs, some like kicks. And I had to learn how to do, you know, all these dance moves. Yeah. That is so impressive to make it at a professional level. That is, I'm I'm kind of self-taught in that way as well, in a sense. Like I did grow up in classes and learning okay. at least some technique, mm-hmm. but it stopped. I started playing sports and I got yeah. more into other things, but I still love dancing. So I just, that's a very, very impressive. If you don't, Thank if you. you're in the dance world, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, did you cheer for ACU? No. Or dance? Mm-mm. No. Okay. So it was like, Hey, I'm going to go out for the Cardinals. Well, I cheered in high school. And after that I was like, I, I want to break. Like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to have fun in college. And then I got bored. So I decided to go out for the Cardinals. So mine's the opposite. I grew up dancing, made the ASU dance team, but then they implemented cheer into it. Oh, yeah. And had never cheered in my life, the spirit squad. I'm like, what is this move? They were throwing me in the air. I just, yeah. Lisa the flyer. That's funny. (laughs) Pom-poms. Wasn't used to that, but yeah, so fun. Okay, we'll get more into that. Okay. Losing a bet by the hook or just losing straight up? Oh, my God. Just like, you just... That's you know, L. these have both happened to me many times. <laughs> so that is very hard. I think I would rather lose by like one, you know, I, I do parlays. That's my thing. Yeah. I'd rather lose by one leg. Mm. So at least I know I'm on the right track. If I pick a bunch of losers, like what am I even doing? You yeah. know? But it's so up in the out. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> 
Again, we'll get to that, as my producer likes to say. Okay, AZ is sunrises or sunsets. Oh, gosh, another hard one. Both gorgeous, but I think the sunrise, just because, you know, you're starting your day, it's just like an amazing way to begin. Yeah, <laughs> like the colors. Yes, but both are gorgeous, of course. Um, okay, the suplex move. <laughs> <laughs> I did too much research into this. Or a neck breaker. And we're talking about wrestling here. <laughs> okay, you guys, it's definitely going to be a neck breaker. But that's mainly because my finishing move is a variation of a neck breaker. I'm going to give it to Lisa at the end of this if she lets me. Um, yes, but I so that you absolutely can <laughs> will. Uh, that sounds like so much fun, but not too painful, please. Um, and that's the end of the game. Okay. And as you can see, it was very all over the place between dancing, sports, sports betting, wrestling. For sure. um, and that's just who you are, which I love. You're so t multi-talented. You have a lot of different passions. So let's get into this. Okay. For people who do not know who Danielle Camella is. Yes. Explain. Who are you? Okay, well, obviously, we kind of touched on the fact I'm an Arizona girl, born and raised here. Um, I was a cheerleader for the Cardinals, a dancer for the Suns. Currently, I do a lot of acting here in the Valley and commercial, like, modeling print work. That's always been a passion of mine. Um, performing in general, and that's kind of, like, why I loved wrestling. Um, and aside from that, sports is, like, one of my number one passions. I've always been a sports fan. I grew up with three brothers. And dad, who loved, you know, football, he actually loved college football, which is funny since I said I prefer the NFL. But <laughs> hey, you don't have to like everything our parents like. That's true. Did he play at all? He did. He played at Ursinus. Okay. So I don't know if, yeah, Ursinus, a random college. But uh, yes. So that, I guess, is kind of like me in a nutshell. I'm sure I missed some parts, but. Yeah. When did you decide that you wanted, I mean, growing up, having a passion of sports, I can definitely link arms with you with that. But when did you decide you wanted to make it a part of what you did for your career and for life? Right. Um, in high school, I was on Firebird Word. I went to Chaparral High School, which was oh, like our news program. Yes. So that was my first taste of like, you know, delivering the news. And I loved it. And I was like, well, if I compare this with sports, that would that would be great. So when I went to um, pick my major at Arizona State, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, you know, maybe I'll just try psychology. That would be kind of cool. Instead of going straight into broadcast, I was like, you know, let's let's give that a try. A year into it, I hated it. It was not for me. I was like, I made a big big, big mistake. Happens all the time in college. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So I decided to switch um, majors and get into sports broadcast, but my, my GPA wasn't there at the time. Mm -hmm. So I knew this is still what I wanted to do. Um, my counselor that I had spoken to actually told me like, you know, well, with this GPA, you're never going to be able to make it. I know I like almost left that place. I did leave that place like crying. I was like, what am I going to do this? I know this is like what I'm supposed to be in. I'm supposed to do sports. I'm supposed to do TV. But then after like I, you know, sat on it, I was like, no, you got to figure out your own way. Mm -hmm. So I knew ever since then that was something I wanted to pursue in some aspect. So. Yeah. And then how did that end up then you cheering and oh, dancing yes. for two of the major sports teams right here in the Valley? Well, actually, I I've always liked dance because I was a cheerleader in um, 
high school. And so my thought was like, well, if I can do something that I love and that also gets me closer to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, closer to the action, I can watch the broadcasters. I'm sure I could soak some things up and learn. Um, well, I got to do that. So I went out and tried for the Arizona Cardinals cheerleaders and I didn't make the team. And I was like, oh, what year on. was this? This was 2007. Okay. So I didn't make the team, was definitely sad about that. I'm like, well, you know what? It's fine. I'll go out and I'll try out for the Phoenix Suns dance team. Why not? Right. (laughs) And kind of what I said earlier, I didn't have a trained background. So I was kind of trying to teach myself at the time. So I went out for those tryouts and I didn't make it again. And I was like, oh, shoot. I was like, all right, this plan is already backfiring. (laughs) (laughs) What was it like in the audition practice? What's it called? performances and all of that because you're going through Mm -hmm. obviously the audition learning the dances did it feel like was it coming at you fast or did you feel like you had a good hold at that point when you're auditioning it was definitely coming at me fast because oh I've been in those auditions I know it's like five six seven eight yeah I'm like like, this isn't high school cheer (laughs) this is like even like with NFL it's still dance Mm -hmm. you know I mean it's like not as specific you know like mba but it was still dance so i was like shook out like <laughs> could not keep I up you know I, I was just nervous and i was blanking that was probably like mm. my problem so you know failed two times and i was like all right well okay what am i gonna do now and then the next season rolls around i was like okay you can't you can't just give up on this yeah. and i was like 20 so it's like i still have time to yeah. be this nfl cheerleader so I find I went out a second time for the Cardinals and ended up making it. Wow. So and I, I was so excited. I was so happy. And it turned out even better because that ended up being Super Bowl season. That's what I was adding up here. I'm like, you're right there for that Super Bowl team. Yeah. And got to experience all of that. So like wow. for professional cheer, that's like the top of the top, right? Yeah. We can't get any better than that. No, <laughs> so it all worked out. And then you did Suns after? Yes. So I did Cardinals for two seasons. And then I was like, well, let's just check another one of these things, you know, mm-hmm. off my box. So then I went and I did the Suns. So I was able to have both of those experiences, um, which was great. And then to mesh this all together, Fox Sports Arizona ended up seeing me do some camera work for the Suns while I was a dancer. I think I remember that back in the day. Because you were already working there, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were you an intern at that time? Because you were a little younger than me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they ended up calling me and having me try out for this new promotion, which was called Fox Sports Arizona Girls, Mm -hmm. and we connected the fans to all of the Arizona local teams. We did on-air commercials. We did some different hosting things. So at that point, I was like, all right, counselor. I got into sports. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my. Proved you wrong. Plus, your GPA. Come on. That's like... That does not even equivalent to like what you actually do right. in the field. No, actually and, working and in I your mean, career. my plan was to have fun that first year, so I did. So the GPA yeah. wasn't there. <laughs> Are you like a bucket list person where you just write a whole bunch of things down? And you're like, hey, let's check this off. Let's do this. I should write them down. I definitely am a bucket list person, but like most of it is is up here. Yeah, like so. I'm gonna go for this and dance for the Phoenix Suns. How many years did you do that? Just one season, because okay. then Fox Sports That's called right. me, and I was like. 
all right, my, my goal here is done. My job here is done. I've <laughs> made, I've done what I needed to do. Wow. So, but that, they were both like amazing experiences, both yeah. great organizations. And being able to be, you know, I'll never forget it in my dance days for ASU. And granted, we did not have the best of years during those days. But, you know, just being there so close to the action, um, remembering just such memorable moments, you know, in games and stuff. What are some for you that stick out through your time on the sidelines for both organizations? Oh my gosh. I mean, so many, like you said, being up close and in the action, there's nothing like it, especially when you're a fan. So that's probably why I preferred NFL more is because I'm more of a football fan. Mm -hmm. So for me, I guess I would, I mean, I would have to say that Super Bowl game because It's just like an experience that not a lot of people get to have, of course. Um, Even though the Steelers fans were really rude to us, I'm not going to lie. We got things thrown at us. So I will always. So rude. Always, you know, hate Hate the Steelers. Yes. Yeah. You can't, you can't get rid of it. (laughs) Um, But that definitely was probably the best experience, even though not the best outcome, which I still think think about all the time and I will rewatch that game anytime awesome. it's on TV just not that did you get to see bit. the toe dragon yeah out. and I'm telling I'm telling you <laughs> have I'm telling you I was there <laughs> I should have been like you know on the ground like looking closer so I could really prove it but yeah I I only saw do you ever pop up in like some of these iconic photos and pictures from that year in the background um I'm trying to think there might have been like one where I knew it was me but you know they're focused on the players you're just like a blurry yeah, dot like in the background I'm like, like I was that's there me. that's me I always watch back on like NFL films like can <laughs> I no I'm like down there like writing my notes or like freaking out on the sidelines which you can obviously when you're a journalist being professional on the sidelines but I mean so much oh, yeah, of your fandom so comes out and you're like I just want to cheer and remembering these moments and everything like that but as a cheerleader you get to jump around and oh yeah you can live in that moment live in that moment forever even though you have to like smile when you're not doing well either that's kind of hard I would not yeah I remember those days you know again (laughs) ASU uh I've had a lot of those moments right you (laughs) went through it I went through it so acting hosting dancing being on television (laughs) what would you say for you has stuck out to be like the most satisfying of those experiences um I, it's hard to pick just one. I think just the ability to entertain and the ability to storytell throughout all of that, because I could book like a very small commercial. It could be like, oh, you're just this woman shopping at the grocery store with her kids. Mm -hmm. You're still like telling a story within that little commercial. Mm -hmm. So being able to have a lot of different experiences where I can kind of entertain and storytell as well, I think you know, is satisfying to me. And I have so many things like left to do. So it's like, maybe next time we talk, I'll have that (laughs) aha, like, no, this was the most satisfying thing, you know? Exactly. But it's hard when you have so many different passions, right? And you want to kind of be everywhere and do it all. How do you focus in on like one thing to perfect in a sense, right? That's true. And I think about this a lot because I do have a lot of interest. And I think a lot of people are like that, especially if you... (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's it's easy to, especially when you're doing and you have a passion for storytelling, Mm -hmm. because like you said, you can express that through dance, you can do a podcast, you can um, be on television and do a commercial and still have that. So I think there's ways to find, like fine tuning that within all these different things that you do, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, definitely. And I, I like listen to all these podcasts that kind of give advice on that. And everyone says, you know, something a little different. So I have yet to perfect that. That's still something I'm like working on um, because, you know, it's the world is limitless. Yeah. So, you know, we could do anything. Yeah. So. so you're having so much fun along the journey, which brings us to your WWE. Yes. And again, <laughs> I remember... Um, I, I think I was catching up with someone at Fox Sports and maybe one of our old producers. And he was like, oh, did you see Danielle's in WWE? And I'm like, wait, what? Are you kidding know, me? Like, so that's random, so right? cool. <laughs> so in a world that I don't know too much about. Um, so I would love you to educate us all. And I'm sure there's a lot of WWE fans. For but sure. take us through that journey. What sparked the um, idea to do this? I'm sure it's very similar to, hey, I'm going to audition for the Suns and the Cardinals and right. stuff like that. But what sparked this journey for you in the WWE world? Well, I always grew up a fan, like as a kid, my grandpa, we're actually, our family is Samoan. So like, mm -hmm. that's what the rock is. Um, so we grew up watching him. Uh, I love I, him. He's the best, right? <laughs> so I had three younger brothers and we would always watch wrestling with my grandpa. And I remember thinking like, oh, this would be really, really cool. Like back in the day, mm -hmm. stopped watching. I feel like as we grow up, a lot of people, this happens with wrestling where you're like, oh, this is kind of silly. I don't know why I even watched it. Yeah. But when I got older, I saw that they were having like these WWE divas, like, you know, the Bella twins, because mm -hmm. they do they. I'm not sure if they still live here. They're all over the place. I don't the think place. they live here, but yeah, started. They here. were here. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would see them and I'm like, you know what? This would be actually be the perfect like thing for me to do. But I thought it was so far-fetched because who actually thinks like, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. I thought it was so ridiculous. And I was like, but it would be cool. Um, so I always kind of like had that thought. Um, after my time at Fox Sports, I was like, all right, well, let's move out to LA, try the LA thing, see how it goes. Since right now I'm not, you know, tied down to anything. Mm -hmm. So I went out to LA and I saw a casting call and it was for this reality TV show. And the reality TV show was called Tough Enough. The whole premise of this show is that there's, you know, 10 guys, 10 girls, and you compete to win a WWE contract. Wow. And I was like, I never wanted, wanted to do reality TV. That's not what I like thought for myself. But if I could win a WWE contract, yeah, so worth it. So I auditioned for the show. And they were like, we don't want you on the show. Um, the, their reasoning was like, you just seem like you're not like crazy enough. And I was like, well, I can be crazy. <laughs> I can be crazy. I'll show you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. So they were like, you know, we don't want you for the reality TV show, but we want you to come back and actually audition to be, oh, wow. um, you know, signed with us. And I was like, oh, perfect. Okay. I got to nail this audition oh, so you had to be like reality tv show crazy not like wrestling crazy yes that's what they were oh yes. okay yeah well that's actually maybe a compliment yeah absolutely yeah definitely because you're still playing like <laughs> you're playing a character as a professional wrestler so for this reality tv i yeah. think they just wanted mm -hmm. you know crazy what what yeah. you see on reality yeah. tv so i guess i didn't show them enough of that but that's besides the point i ended up <laughs> you know getting asked to come in and do a tryout so at this point i was like all right well I better find a wrestling school and see if I actually like, like this. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm like, how do you prepare for a tryout? Yes. For that? And I knew kind of what they did in the tryout because okay. for the tryout for tough enough, you had to do, 
it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. They're having us like clean and press with like 25s on the side. I'm like, I don't even know what a clean and press is. <laughs> I wasn't like a super big weightlifter then. So it was really hard. A lot of drills where they're having you blow up. So you're like running the ropes as fast as you can for like a minute, then going to the next ring, a minute, a minute, then doing rolls. Oh so gosh. you're like dizzy. So I ended up finding a wrestling school at L in LA to make sure I liked it. And uh, my trainers there were Rikishi. He, I mean, if you know wrestling, you know Rikishi's this big old Samoan dude. He used to wear a thong, um, oh, put his delicious. butt in people's faces. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, and then Gangrel, who was a vampire back in the day. And then also Black Pearl, who was another Samoan guy who is really good at what he does. So... I didn't even know this all existed. Like, is this like an underworld of... It does sound like it when I say those characters. You <laughs> yeah, know what I a mean? vampire trained me for... Oh, yeah, he like would spit out blood. What? It was amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, so I trained with them for a couple of weeks, which turned into like a few months before I, I like um, did my tryout. And I was like, okay, I can do this. So I did my tryout. They liked me. I got signed. And then I moved to Orlando. Um, after a year of being in LA. That's insane. So what did that training entail? Because there's a little bit of mm -hmm. right acting right. mixed in. Obviously you have to know the moves at a high level and what you're doing and the safety behind it as well, I'm sure. Right. Um, and you mean the training once I got there, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was brutal because we were training Monday through Friday, every day in the ring, it would be three hours a day and they taught us from the ground up. So we're learning things like how to chain wrestle, which is just like the basics. They really instilled the basics in us. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, you would create your own moves. Like you could do some crazy flippy stuff or you can do some more dangerous, like punching stuff. Like it was kind of like up to us to figure out what kind of moves that we wanted. Um, and then also we had promo class where we would like cut different promos and kind of develop a character. And then we would weightlift every day for about an hour. Wow. And then on the weekends, we would do shows Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night all over the state of Florida. Oh, my god! So it was really intense. intense. Yes. So how was Vanessa born? Born. Yes, <laughs> Vanessa born. So my character was a villain. Okay. And she was very artsy and, um, you know, a seductress. Like I would call myself like a work of art because I would try to just present this image that was kind of like perfection, oh. except under the surface, she was very um, overly into herself, stuck up, kind of thought she was better than everyone else and would let her anger get the best of her in certain situations. Okay. Yes. Wow. So that's what I created. <laughs> and you came up with that yourself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Do they give you any direction or is it kind of like here, go with it? What's your style? Yes and no. Like everyone kind of comes up with their own little shtick and then it's tweaked and like adjusted depending. But um, this was all while we were learning at the performance center, which is okay. a training center that everyone starts at before you go to the main roster, which is like raw or SmackDown. Okay. Um, and then when you get up there, they give you a lot more direction on your character. They're very specific. So, yeah. So you just created this image. Yes. This. Which was most, it was so fun to be a bad guy. That was like my favorite part. Yeah. I think I would probably choose that. I need right? to come up with a name though. You got me thinking over here. I could do the W. I know. I'm <laughs> like, what would your name but be? It would definitely be, I don't know. It would definitely be something like, 
actually spicy (laughs) yeah probably I met this uh I wrestled this girl recently and she was like a mom and she calls her like she called herself like the mom in charge or like something like Mm. that and she'd be like I'm gonna discipline you that was like her whole thing (laughs) now I'm inspired to become a WWE wrestler yeah so in the midst of you training and you know, the exhilaration of then performing slash fighting, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. what was that whole experience like just going through the mist? Because those sound like very intense days. And then to be put on camera and perform at that high level as well. Yeah, it was definitely exhilarating and so much fun, especially taking on like a persona to kind of bring out there. But with wrestling, there's just there was so much more that went into it that I never would have even you know, thought about it. Like there's a pace to the matches. Um, you tell a story in the ring back to the storytelling thing, you know, it's always good, good guy versus bad guy. Um, and that's, you know, of course the audience wants the good guy to win. So there's all of those nuances within, you know, wrestling in general and within the match. So, but for me, I think I just had the most fun, like laughing around in the ring with like, other opponents like I did a lot of tag wrestling and that was so much fun because you had a partner you know what I mean so um coming up with different strategies and things like that on how you can win and then crafting stories online as well because with any business now um Mm. the storytelling goes to Twitter it goes to Instagram so being able to play that throughout social media as well was so much fun and like a great creative outlet yeah and you have quite the following do people still just like call you Vanessa or just come for you just for the character that you were definitely so sometimes I feel kind of bad because I have so many fans from my time in WWE and I'm not you know after I got released I kind of was like going through this thing where I was like what do I post like who Mm. am I now I've spent like six years in this bubble and like playing this character and I didn't know like what to do or like who to be which sounds so weird no but you're literally playing a character right day in day out you are Vanessa in so many ways you have to try to be her right in all the ways so I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's hard to like turn that off and then figure out it was because like I didn't post like a lot of personal things when I was my character I didn't let a lot of people into that because I wanted to put up this like facade for them because Mm -hmm. I think that makes it more fun um like even sports I didn't really talk about sports when I was a wrestler it was all that so once I was done I was like oh my god like what what is my social media now like what do I what do I want to put out there Mm -hmm. and that was really hard for me to like figure out and rediscover yeah I'm sure yeah and so I do feel bad for the people who followed me for Vanessa because she's kind of dead you know she's kind of you know R.I.P. yeah (laughs) well maybe she'll be brought back to life we'll see you never know (laughs) stay tuned I don't know do you have anything in the works um (laughs) that's my segue into what's coming up well I never like with wrestling I I haven't like official officially given it up and I will wrestle like here and there depending on the situation but I'm also trying to do a lot of other things so Mm -hmm. because I gave wrestling so much of my time like it would be hard for me to be like all right no we're still gonna like push through and like train every day you know I put in so much time and effort so um I won't say no that I'll never, you know, wrestle again or anything like that because it's still an interest and a passion of mine, but there's no immediate, like I'm returning next. You know what I mean? There's no like immediate like plans. Yeah. It sounds like also it's not something you wake up or you dream of as a child say one day I'm going to be a wrestler. Like you said, it sounds cool, but to actually have it come to life, what to you was, 
um, has been the most, you know, what have you learned the most from that experience that you can carry on in whatever you do next? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I guess it's something we would say like after every match and it's like, you're only as good as your last match, Mm. which means like you can fail like so many times you can have all of these like trash matches, things can go wrong, but you know, you'll, you'll have another one. And I guess I can kind of compare that to things in life where it's like, you can keep pushing through. There's always going to be something else. Mm -hmm. And so to compare yourself to all the things that like happened before is irrelevant. Like you got to just keep moving forward and working off the last thing you've done. Mm. So I guess that's a piece of advice I've always thought of and applied in my real life. It's like, no, you're only as good as your last match. So say I had a horrible day yesterday. Okay, whatever. I can change it today. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Now for you, um, being obviously a wrestling pro, this Mm -hmm. is probably a really dumb question because I did not (laughs) grow up watching, (laughs) but I have seen, you know, some matches and I obviously followed some of your journey. Now, question is, are the matches staged as in the who the winner is going to be the loser or is it pretty fluid in that? Or does it depend match to match? I don't know. It does depend match to match. Like sometimes, I mean, most of the time you know what the story is. So you kind of know who's going to win and who's going to lose because you know the story you're trying to tell. But sometimes you know who knows what's gonna go go on in that ring things could go wrong things could change and then maybe the outcome of the match would change wow so So what's the craziest match that you've been involved in oh my gosh the craziest match my favorite type of matches were mixed tag team matches i love working with the guys just because I feel like I learned a lot from them and you can kind of be a little more aggressive with them Uh, Mm -hmm. well at least that's what I kind of thought I don't try to like be less aggressive to women versus men but like sometimes I'm gonna lay it into the boys a little bit more than I would that is amazing I would love to do that (laughs) yes that was like so much fun oh my gosh so you would have different matches but it would be mixed with yeah, so okay. my tag partner would be a guy, and then I, we're working against another tag that's a female and a male. Okay. So that was a lot of fun. Did you ever get hurt? Yes. Um, I mean, it's hard to tell, but, like, this finger, like, can't go down. I had had a boxer's fracture, so it's oh. always, like, just sticking little, okay. up. Very bizarre, so very bizarre. Flawed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, other other things, like, here and there. I don't know if you want to add this on the podcast, but I had it. Yeah implant pop that was my worst that is definitely going in the podcast yes, wait so- okay <laughs> story time tell me how that happened okay honestly I have no idea how it happened so I was doing something in the ring and I did land on my chest and I felt like I pulled a muscle and I was like hmm that feels a little weird but you know I'm fine it doesn't like hurt that bad so a couple of days went by and I'm like dang this muscle is still pulled and then this is like too graphic, but I would look in the mirror and I'm like, no, something is definitely off. This looks weird. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. So I had to get an MRI and they're like, yeah, it's ruptured. You got to. Is that pretty dangerous though, right? Yeah. I mean, or if you it? let. I don't know. Yes. I mean, like with silicone leaking, like it can get in your body uh, and poison yeah, your that's body. that's I'm thinking about. I mean, I have a very different visual. I'm like, pop. <laughs> oh, that's just everywhere. Yeah. No, no, no. It stays pretty intact. But um, yeah, that was probably so, my yeah. worst because of. 
the recovery and like all of the surgery I had to get done um, after that happened. Thereafter. Wow. Yeah. That's a great, well, not great, obviously, (laughs) to experience, but that is like such a memorable situation to happen in the ring. Yeah, it was terrible. I'm sure it doesn't happen often. It was the worst experience of my life. I'm so sorry. How long did recovery last for that? Okay, so we're going to get into this other story. Okay, so (laughs) I had like a really freak recovery because I got them redone and I ended up having a bleed which one of very traumatic so the injured side ended up swelling to like double triple the size like as far as it could like possibly go so I had to get in for an emergency surgery get it drained get it recauterized and resealed up another thing I hate anesthesia I hate going under and just being like oh my god what just happened yeah so that happened I had to recover from that three weeks later the same thing happened I had another bleed you're kidding mm-hmm. me and had to go back the same one mm-hmm. okay so we just not touching there, that side anymore right it was just like, I was <laughs> like I feel like I went through like a depression because I'm like what is going on like I can't keep going under and getting this anesthesia so but luckily after that uh second time it healed oh, and everything was like good, but it was very traumatic. <laughs> yes, definitely not an injury. I would think I would be like broken leg, like your yeah, finger no. Snip, but no, this. But is- it has happened to a lot of women because you think about it, like you're landing very hard in the ring on That's your chest, true. like constantly. So that is very true. Wow. Yeah. What a wild. story. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm glad you're all healed. Thank you. Thank good. you. You're so not going to be rupturing yes. anything else no. anytime soon. Hopefully, <laughs> that is a. But I mean. Again, you talk about the traumatics after that and like going through, I mean, was it like a very mentally straining aftermath for you? Is this post wrestling or did you go back in the ring? No, I went back in the ring after that. So this was probably like three years in and then I wrestled another three after that. So I would be so hesitant to ever land. I was, I was like pretty scared for a little bit and, but, but really they should be like indestructible, like. Yeah, the implants should. So at this okay. point, I was like, "All right, I have the best. I got the here. best of the best now. I'm good." Okay. okay. Yeah. So it didn't like hinder me from you know being too scared to like do one move or another. I, I never want to like think like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, people are constantly working through injuries. So you do you do want to think of those things like when it comes like if you had recently I don't know sprained your wrist or something like that or just getting back. I would I would probably you know try not to like give you a bunch of wrist locks. You know like yeah. things like that okay. to keep your opponent safe yeah well you're throwing around a lot of like moves and we were laughing before the show because I had asked you a question on a couple of moves that I googled yes <laughs> but tell us what some of you like maybe your top five moves are to do on an opponent my top five moves so back to neck breakers I love anything on the neck I like working the neck I feel like it's the most devastating to see like a neck get twisted or you know things yeah. like that so there's a few variations of neck breakers I like to use. Um, I like to give headbutts um, in wrestling if you're Samoan, like you have a hard head. So my headbutt should affect everyone unless they're Samoan. Like you should be like on the mat <laughs> on for, okay. for sure. So I, I would love to give headbutts. Um, there is like a springing, twisting elbow drop I like to do off the ropes. I feel like I need like a tutorial here to like show people this is what room these is are. Big enough next time yeah <laughs> next time we're gonna have a whole thread you guys gonna be add a wrestling a in here this is yeah, awesome why not like we're dreaming big over here <laughs> so okay so those are your favorite moves what's your finisher you talk about yes yeah, so my finisher is like an underhooked neck breaker so basically if you were like bent over i just 
come underneath, hook your neck, and we'd spin together and you'd land on your back. I know it's hard to picture, but actually when this podcast comes out, I'll post a video and be like, this is what I was talking yeah, about, guys. We need, the, <laughs> we need the full thing, the tutorial. Now, yes. as a female wrestler, mm-hmm. okay, what is it like, and this could be too personal, but what is it like out there dating in the world and you're like, yo, I could probably beat your ass? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Real question because I mean, I would, yeah, I would flaunt that all day. Well, it's funny because when I was actually wrestling, like you do kind of live in this bubble. So a lot of wrestlers end up dating each other, end up getting married. There are so many wrestling couples. Um, personally, I didn't want to end up with a wrestler just because I like to have someone it must be nice, yes, to work with like your spouse and everything like that. But I, I want some balance there. You know, yeah. like you have a life, I have a life. Then we come together and we talk about our other sides mm-hmm. of our lives. You know, versus like we do everything together and right. you know we this wrestle is, every night together. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like our, I, I couldn't imagine it. Yeah, I couldn't imagine it just being my life. Like, you know. Yeah. I need some like calm. But mm-hmm. anyways, so yeah, dating during that time was like non-existent so you're so busy too yeah you're so busy so you don't like think about it too much but yeah I mean a lot of people do say it gets lonely I I can see that because you know you're just wrestling and then you're traveling and then you're home it's just like a cycle yeah yeah Oh my gosh. So now that I'm out, it's time to go. I'm just <laughs> this has turned into a dating podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what we do see from you is well, specifically me as I follow you on your journey, uh, a lot of sports betting and talking. I actually, yes. we talk a lot from time to time we about have, yeah. our parlays and mm-hmm. I'm getting advice from you because this is something that you've really like gone all in on for as sure. Of recent. So tell me a little bit about that. Yes. So, uh, Sports betting has been legal here in the state of Arizona for, I want to say like a little over a year. Mm-hmm. And once I found out that it was becoming legal, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting because... Were you betting before? I was, but not a lot of sports. Like when I'd go to Vegas, I'd do like a few sports bets here and there, but mm-hmm. I didn't have like a bookie or anything like that. But I love gambling in general. That is, whether that's good or bad, I love it. You know, I Depends love going to day. Vegas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> It's so close to Arizona. So that that's always a trip I like to do. I think I used to go like once a month, like oh my gosh. for a while. Um, so when I realized that it was becoming legal here and I could just do it on my phone through these apps, I was like... Oh, absolutely. I need to learn about this. I need to know all the lingo. And I'm still like learning. I'm, I'm a year in, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends now in the sports betting world who I've met like on Twitter and like so on fun. Instagram. Yeah. And I think it just makes the game a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. I know some people would say it makes it like more stressful, but I, I try to make sure I'm betting only the amount that you know, I'm comfortable losing, which that is my betting advice to everyone. That is the smart way yeah. to bet. But um, I've definitely had like some good hits. I've had cold streaks of like three weeks. So it's, oh, it's yeah. been a journey, but that's kind of when I <clears throat> fell off just like parlay after parlay. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? I need to build myself back up here. It's so true. <laughs> it's, hard. it's hard because it's just, it's luck. At, sometimes it's luck. Right. And like last year I was betting football season a lot differently. I would bet very high on like mm. overs, unders, um, you know, just the game straight up, like. I think I bet on James Conner scoring a touchdown like every game last season. That wasn't a bad bet. Though. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. There was one game I went to. Um, 
And I bet for him to score two, and I was there, and I, I got to see that, like, oh, cash in person. So I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's always on top fun. of the world, and then boom. Yeah, but now I'm a parlay queen, and that's, like, all I bet. Like, so. <laughs> I think that's that's my choice, too. It makes it more fun. It and does. you're kind of, like, on the edge of your seat waiting for another game to close or a player to hit something. So Absolutely. It it's so much fun. Like the segment, uh, Bad Beats. You, you know that segment? Yes. You watch from time to time? Okay, so what would be your worst beat? Oh my gosh. Um, I guess it would be during NBA season. I would play so many prop bets um, during the season. Mm -hmm. And and that was probably my biggest win as well was during NBA season. But I think it was like a 12 leg parlay and one of them didn't cash. And it was by, I think I want to say it was (sighs) Jason Tatum and he needed to score one more basket. And they took him out with like one minute left. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> and literally the shot he made before was like, he wasn't even trying. So I was just like, there goes. Yeah, there that was, goes. that was my worst beat was a 12 legger. And I, I was really excited. But. I'm pretty superstitious though. Like it's hard for me to place bets on my teams and my players. Like I was doing it for a bit with the Suns mm-hmm. down the stretch, that yeah. playoff stretch. And then I just stopped because I'm like, I'm just, I'm the one that's making them lose everything. Right. So I, I don't know. Are you pretty superstitious with your bets? Or are you just kind of. Definitely. I'm definitely up. superstitious with my bets. So if I am going to bet the Cardinals, um, I'm going to make sure it's a week where I'm confident in them winning okay. or I'll just take a chance anyways, because I'm like, I'm not going to bet against them because I want them to win. Why would I ever do that? That's, yeah. or I'll bet prop bets where I want the players to get over. So mm-hmm. I'm like rooting for them, you know, yeah. to do well. I would never bet they're under. But so I feel like emotions <clears throat> get in the way sometimes, at least for me. Oh yeah, of and course. Yeah, of course. But with the Cardinals, I have to also think of it like, okay, if their bets don't cash, you can't be upset. This yeah. is like your team. You just, just ride with it. Yes, just go with absolutely. It. Oh my gosh. Such a journey. So going from dancing on the sidelines to on the television, acting WWE, now a little bit of sports betting. Seriously, you could follow her on Twitter and it's commentary <laughs> all the time. I love following your parlays and even trying to like copy some of them just to see like, okay, let me see if that works for me. It's fun. I know, right? It's a lot of fun. So what's next for you? Uh, well, right now I do a lot of content creation on my own account. Like mm-hmm. I have kind of dabbled in comedy a little bit. So. I saw that. Mm-hmm. So stand-up? Yes. I hosted my first stand-up and did a little bit in the beginning, which was definitely nerve wracking, but a lot of fun. I love comedy. I love you know, laughing. I mean, you know, it's, it's a medicine. So I think with my sports content, like I really am trying to mix in comedy with it as well. I want it to be more entertainment style versus like, you know, something that's way too, way too serious. I like to like, keep it, keep it light, but also educational. Um, so that's kind of what I, I enjoy. And then also acting right now is picking up here in the state of Arizona. Usually this is like a busy season. So getting more involved with that as well. Um, and then just I, a bunch of other things that just come up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We can always see you rocking that state 48 gear. You're such a good Oh friend. my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm obsessed with this company. It's so literally why, the best. Why and what about state 48 makes it important for you to represent that? Um, besides it being, you know, besides it being themed around the state that I love, the state that I'm proud of, that I grew up in, um, also because of their passion for entrepreneurship. Uh, They, you know, Mike 
and Nicholas have been on such an awesome journey when you follow their story to see, cause I did like the first photo shoot with state 48 ever. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were like, I think it was at Tempe town Lake. We just had like a little changing tent out there, (laughs) you know, like the first original designs and to see how far they've come is absolutely insane. And then also to what they do for the community, because Mm -hmm. I think any business you know, local business, giving back to the community and the people that support you is so important. And I know they have also offered like, you know, they'll have like grants for different entrepreneurs and businesses. So just to see the support all around is like the best. I mean, the clothes are really cool, but like everything else behind it is, you know, what really takes it over the top. Now you're sitting here on a podcast, Take 48. Oh, yes. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today. How can people follow you in your amazing journey? Again, Stay plugged in because who knows what you're going to do next. I who love knows? It. Um, Instagram, I'm pro- probably the most active on. It's at Danielle Camella. And then Twitter, at Danielle underscore Camella. All right. We'll follow her for all the good sports bets to put in. You're detached from the outcome. She's just here for the advice and the yes, fun. <laughs> don't blame me if anything goes wrong. It's just, just for fun. <laughs> all right. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. And we will see you next week. Bye.